Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Sis Internet Radio. This is in spirit, affectionately called Sis, is a nurturing environment for women that inspires harmony in everyday living, shares resources that empower, offers information and support that nourishes the soul, balances our mental and physical well-being, and promotes inner peace and heightened spirituality. Our vision is a world where women live consciously, harmoniously, and spiritually to positively impact our lives and the lives of those with whom we come into contact. Join us as we live life with style, grace, and of course, much joy. Welcome to our Sisters in Spirit broadcast for Thursday, December 19th, 2013. You're here with your host, Darlene Raisa Nazaire, and I'm Deborah Sky Samuels. Good evening, Raisa. How are you? Good evening, Sky. Good to be here with the audience. Awesome. Tonight we have with us our special guest, Charlotte Spicer. And you know that our topic is a pretty exciting one, dream interpretation. And Charlotte Spicer is a dream analyst. Charlotte was with us back in April, and we had a very uh, informative discussion back then. And we're just trying to um, continue the discussion tonight and um, really get into the dream interpretation. Char, how are you this evening? And welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much. It's good to be back. Hello, Raisa. Hi. Hi, Charlotte. Welcome. It's nice to be back with my sisters. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Charlotte, I'm going to ask you to just give our guests a little update as to what you've been doing. We know that you have a new radio show that we affectionately call our sister station. And just tell us more about your radio show and what you've been up to uh, since um, you were last on the show. Oh, my. Well, I launched in July, and the show is called Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. The platform is Spirituality and Metaphysics, and it's a place where I can pull everything that I'm interested in under one umbrella. And so the featured topics are A Course of Miracles, Dream Interpretation, the Psychic and Metaphysics Free-for-All, where I'll I'll give readings and uh, past life reading, whatever anybody wants to ask. And, And then I bring on special guests. I have had dozens of inspiring um, authors, healers with amazing techniques, amazingly gifted psychics, and it's just been such a whirlwind, miracles happening every day that I get to talk to these wonderful people about these topics, and then I also shed a spotlight on small business and entrepreneurs, specifically those who govern their businesses on spiritual ethics. And I think that they deserve a global voice, global advertising. And, I, and I'm trying to encourage people to support small business. For instance, for the holidays, rather than go to Macy's and buy a sweater that 10,000 other people are going to wear, why not buy something unique and go to a small business and support them in their efforts for their dedication? And the, the final, the icing on the cake is that I've also added his name is Dr. Bob Rosenthal, and he joins me every second Thursday of each month at 3 p.m. Eastern to discuss A Course in Miracles and his own book, From Plagues to Miracles. And what he did was he took the um, biblical story of Exodus where Moses frees the slaves from Pharaoh and breaks it down symbolically 
and combines it with other thought systems, and it's just a fantastic book, the perfect primer for A Course in Miracles. So we've combined that because I feel if anybody's interested in studying A Course in Miracles, this book is the perfect bridge between the Bible and A Course in Miracles. And so he's very knowledgeable, and he's also served on the board of directors for the publishers of A Course in Miracles for 20 years. So he knows what he's talking about, and we just put together these wonderful segments. And Mm -hmm. I'm just having a blast. I'm working hard, but it's so inspiring. Thank you for asking. Oh, yes, because we know you've been really busy, and um, we really appreciate the support that you give to SIS, and we just wanted to know what was going on. Okay, yes. so let's um, let's get into our discussion. The last time mm-hmm. you were here, back in April, uh, we discussed the different types of dreams we have, uh, what dreams are to the subconscious mind, and how we can work with them. So this time, you know, let's really focus on one particular type of dream called the teaching dreams. And for our listeners who may not have been uh, with us back in April, we do invite you to go back to our blog talk page and uh, listen to that um, segment. It's in the archive section, so it's in the on-demand section, so you can really um, get a good understanding of what we talked about before. But this evening, we're going to focus on teaching dreams. Um, This is one particular type of dream, and uh, in contrast to the other types of dreams, you can actually interpret the teaching dreams. Uh, We can interpret its meanings and determine what's happening in the dreamer's walking life. So you can look at these teaching dreams, uh, interpret what's going on, to interpret what's going on and the meaning and what's going on in the dreamer's walking life. So, Charlotte, let's start. And can you tell us exactly, again, what is a teaching dream? Well, the teaching dreams are different from the other different categories and types, such as flying dreams, which is more of a spiritual experience. And then you have prophetic, which is a a literal warning about something that might occur. And when it comes to dream interpretation, those dreams really don't lend themselves to interpretation because they're so um, literal. So with teaching dreams, these are the ones where there's a lot of activity and people And you take the symbols, some are universal, most are personal, but they support each other to where you can create a storyline that details what is happening in the subconscious mind of the dreamer in that the beginning of the dream generally gives you a time reference of when the issue originated or how old the issue is. For for instance, many of us can have a dream of, the home we grew up in as a child or a certain grade at school. So that gives you the time reference. It tells you how it's manifesting in your life today by demonstrating how we're responding to the situation. Perhaps a child is going off to college and you've got empty nest syndrome approaching. And so it can kind of demonstrate your fears associated with that. And then lastly, it provides a solution and how to learn from and move beyond the limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck in this pattern with this situation. And so these dreams are the dreams that I'm able to interpret to describe what's happening in the waking life. Does that make sense? It does, and I do have a question. Now, would the person that's having the dream know that it's a teaching dream or the interpreter, you as the interpreter, you as the analyst, would you know once a person starts talking about it if it's a teaching dream or not? Well, if the dreamer has 
um, delved into the subject for some time and is aware that there are different types, they would be easy to spot because, and I'll, and I'll put this out there for the listeners, because the most common symbols in a teaching dream when it begins, you will find yourself either in a house, a car, there are other buildings associated, for instance, a warehouse, a mall. For instance, I've, I've had dreams where I find myself walking down a dark street and there's lots of empty warehouses and I can't find the keys to my car, you know. And But there is that building structure. So that tells us, okay, this is a teaching dream and this is about me specifically. And then you'll also see people from your past mm. who your experience with them is influencing what you're going through now. Perhaps forgiveness is needed. Perhaps that person... Say they, they've chose to leave a relationship and you have emotional scars from that. So then your subconscious mind could be t- sending you a message that you have to let this go if you hope to move forward in your present relationship. That's a, that would be a good example. Mm-hmm. And with reference to a house, um, we need to realize that everything in the dream represents an aspect of ourselves. The room in the house that you find yourself in or rooms where you can see yourself ascending a flight of stairs, those are all representative of part of your psyche. Likewise, mm-hmm. vehicles that you see in the dreams also re- represent the physical body, for one, but also the driving force behind a certain behavior. For instance, you could be in a car, but are you in the driver's seat? Are you in control? Are you in the passenger seat? Are you are you assuming a submissive role in a relationship and letting the other dominate? Are you sitting in the back seat? Or are you spending a whole lot of time looking into the rearview mirror, which would represent the past? So we take all the symbols present, the actions, the emotions, and various other elements, and we put together a storyline that gives the person a better understanding of what's happening in their mind. Because the whole goal to analyzing dreams is to get to a place of self-understanding so that you can eliminate the pattern, neutralize the negative belief, and experience spiritual growth, and then move on. Does that make mm-hmm. pretty good, pretty clear sense? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one, one question that I have before we go on, or, or, or if it's something that you'll get into later, just let me know. But um, I wanted to find out, um, can we control those dreams? Say if we're in a situation where um, you're kind of complexed or, and you're not, you don't know the direction to go, can you actually say, you know, okay, I need a message, I need to learn this, or, you know, say if it's something that you're struggling with and um, you really cannot figure this thing out, can you, you know, ask to have these dreams or ask to have the revelations in the form of dreams? You can. Help me understand, in, in the first half of your question, were you saying in the middle of a dream, can you do this? No, can you control it, like say, okay, I need to figure this okay. thing out. I'm going to go to sleep. I need to dream. You know, that sleep. kind okay, of Okay, gotcha. No, yeah. Okay, we have an issue. We know we're, we're, the solution is elusive. And, yes, absolutely, what you can do is ask for a problem-solving dream. And I can give uh, tips while we're on the subject. I can do that quickly right now. Very easy. Now, what, what we need to do is prepare properly to receive a dream like that. So what we want to do before we go to bed, make sure the body is comfortable, make sure the atmosphere 
and we want to clear our mind and take several deep breaths and then allow the problem to come to your mind and then you want to state, you know, I open myself to the highest possible guidance. Then you set an intention that I will have a dream containing information and a solution to this problem and I will recall, understand, and write it down immediately as soon as I wake up. But be sure that it's for the highest good and not what you want to hear because many of us can become very disappointed in what mm. we receive. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Thank you. Okay. Then what you want to do is simply let it go and allow your subconscious, your higher self, and spirit take it from there. They know what they're doing. They know what you need. They know what you're capable of understanding at that moment mm. and what you're energetically prepared to integrate. Sometimes we may need to go in baby steps to understand a larger issue. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, like in the cases of the inventors, you know, why can't I invent this light bulb? He had a dream. And that's and that's where he finally found that success in that invention. Um, mm -hmm. But you, you want to be, be aware that if you don't get anything, say the first night you try, you say, okay, I'm going to clear my mind, I'm going to take those deep breaths, I'm going to say my intentions, and say you don't get anything. It just takes practice. This is this is a, a skill that is built over time. Um, remembering your dreams is a skill. Recalling them as you wake up is a skill. And also the lucidity that you experience in the dream is a skill. And these are constantly evolving. So that's something you want to keep in mind. You, get, you can get, and this is frustrating for all of us, you can get better and stronger and better and stronger and suddenly you start you, you start to feel like you're right back at the beginning, and it's because we graduate. There are seven levels of awareness, and we graduate to the next level, and you are basically starting all over again, but with the knowledge you had before, so you have to build that all over again, and every time it happens to me, I get pretty frustrated. But <laughs> just know that um, if you don't get anything, ask yourself, which aspect of your mind and heart is holding you back and then reprogram another dream, you know, just reprogram the mind, the subconscious mind, to have a dream that will revere, reveal the fears that needs to be addressed that might be blocking you from getting the dream you need with the answer in it. Is that, mm -hmm. is that helpful? Okay, yes, definitely. Thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so powerful that we can ask ourselves these questions and get the answers, and I think that's where a lot of us fall short because we don't, I wouldn't say we don't bother to, but we don't know to just ask ourselves and our higher self will give us those answers. Absolutely. Ask and you shall receive. It's it's basically universal law. Right. And we get so caught up in our emotions and the details of our situation that we forget that we're always forever connected with spirit and they are here for us. And there's nothing to fear. And there is nothing to fear. Because... And... And this is just one of many tools for self-understanding and self-awareness. Very useful, especially if you get a handle on getting to know what your personal symbology is. For instance, I could show you a hamburger, and, you, and the three of us could say, that looks delicious. You know, I've had lunch with you, <laughs> so I know that that would be something appealing. But if I were to show that to a vegetarian, it would look like poison to them. So we each have personal symbols that have meaning directly related to our personal experience in our lives, in our relationships, 
in, you know, it, within our family dynamics. So we just have to roll that around in our minds and say, okay, why would I dream about a coffee table? It depends. What does a coffee table represent to you? In the living mm-hmm. room of the home that you grew up in, was did you play a lot of board games? Is that a sense, a feeling of togetherness for you? And you just kind of get an idea and basically build your own little dictionary. And eventually, once you learn the language of symbology, it makes perfect sense because it is a language. It's like reading music. If I showed you sheet music right now, you would say, oh, it's just a bunch of um, basically symbols, which is what music theory is all about. It's kind of mathematical. It's all symbolic. But when you sit down, say, say you sit down and start learning how to play the piano, it's very confusing. But once you understand what the symbols mean, the first symbol gives you the octave that you're in. The second gives you the time, the timing, the pace of how fast or slow you're supposed to go. And then the chromatics tell you other things. It tells you when when to get loud, when to get soft. But together, it creates a symphony. Mm -hmm. Once clearly understood, it's much easier. But unlike sheet music, which is standard across the board for everyone, different symbols actually can have different meanings, as you said, for different right. people. So the the books on dreams might lead you in the right direction, but they might not be spot on for you in your dream. Is that correct? That is, and I'm, and I'm going to grab my book now. The My Little Bible for Dream Interpretation is the Encyclopedia of Symbolism by Kevin J. Todeshi, and his last name, if anybody would like to purchase this, is T, as in Tom, O-D-E-S-C-H-I. And there are newer versions out there, but I'm so connected to this, because if I turn to any page in this book, my handwriting is completely throughout the margins, in between. (laughs) If there's there's highlighting, um, it says, let me look at one thing. I wrote, apparently they didn't have defeat in this dictionary, so I wrote it in with my perception of it, which was negativity, apathy, and helplessness, and then referred to competition for further guidance. There's one for breast, a female breast. The definition is it could correspond to nurturing or loving. You could reference mother may represent female sexuality, may also wish to see genitals or other parts of the body. But we want to also incorporate the possibility that it could point to nourishing. Mm-hmm. Nourishing, the function is to nourish a baby. A baby represents an idea or an ideal. So if one dreams about a breast or an exposed breast, it could be pointing to nourishing a creative project that you want to flourish and grow. I had to draw an arrow down to the bottom of the page because I had no room to write. But I also have problem, wound, lump, soreness, a refusal to nourish the self, mm. over-mothering, over-protection, overbearing attitudes. So these are things, as I went and interpreted other people's dreams, certainly one specific thing didn't apply, as in a regular dictionary. It gives you various scenarios as to the meaning of a word. This can give you various scenarios to consider to see what fits for you. Mm-hmm. And so being honest with yourself and and being courageous enough to really look within, we could say, okay, well, 
yes, I had an idea to start a business, and I'm afraid to do it because I don't know if I'll get funding. So that could point to a business aspect, and then other symbols in the dream will support that idea and reinforce it to get the message through. Mm-hmm. For instance, you could see money in the dream or a lack of money. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what is so confounding about dreams is for many of us, we see, okay, it starts out in the car and I can't go fast enough. It doesn't seem I have enough gas. Um, the, the, the gas pedal works, but the brake pedal doesn't. And then here I am walking down the street. I have no shirt on. I don't understand this. I feel embarrassed. And then I'm in a store and I don't have any money. You know, something like that. Those three things might seem very disconnected. However, from a dream interpretation standpoint, one supports the other. Right. I don't have the energy, which could represent the money or the inspiration to get this business off the ground, you know, and then the second scenario supports the first. And then, obviously, money would talk about income and how you make a living. So that's how we weave those things together. Cool. Okay. Um you did answer that question. I had that same, a similar question, right? So I wanted to find out if if the symbols were specific to you. Did they have meanings for different people? Um, I can well, add uh-huh. just a little to that. Um, what I explained was how the personal symbols are indeed personal to you. Right. However, universal symbols across the board, worldwide, regardless of culture, gender, um, religious affiliation, they all mean the same. Okay. For instance, natural disasters. An earthquake is certainly upheaval in the daily structure of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, tornadoes point specifically to fear of separation from family members, whether it's a divorce, like I mentioned before, a child going off to college and, and fearing that you won't be as close, um, that type of thing. There are angels. You know, depending on how you feel about them, those are universal symbols, mm-hmm. you know. So they all mean the same for everybody. And okay. the personal symbols are, are kind of the subset, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you about the reoccurrence of dreams. What's going on there when you have reoccurring dreams, whether they... Um, be teaching dreams, would you have the, the same teaching dream over and over again? But just about the reoccurrence of dreams, does that mean you have not come to conclusion or it's urgently trying to tell you something? What happens when we have the same dream over and over again? Okay. Yes, it is a teaching dream that would repeat itself. It's basically a variation on a theme. Suppose we have a nightmare number one, like a dream, we're in a house, a tornado's coming, we can't get out can't find our family, somebody's missing, that kind of thing. And suppose there's a member of the household where you really need to have an honest talk. You don't want to. It's much easier to keep an artificial peace and just not talk about it. And you can have a dream about this tornado coming to the house and it gets so close and, you know, whatever the sequence is for that particular situation, but you don't address the situation you continue to keep a lid on things. So it says, tell conscious mind and spirit, say, okay, they didn't get it that time. 
Let's rearrange these two symbols. Let's add this. Okay, let's give it to her again. Maybe mm. she'll get it this time. No? Okay. Let's see what we need to do. Let's make it really shocking. Okay, so they throw in something very vivid and shocking to make sure you remember it when you wake up. Because if, if a unicorn is in a field and, you know, tap dances with a butterfly, we're, we're less likely to remember that than if we saw a scene where there's a lot of blood or violence or being chased or something involving a bathroom, which are extremely common. Nobody really likes to talk about it, so I don't expect anybody to bring that up. But these are all very, very common. And when we don't get it, it, it evolves or changes to help us get the message. But when we do get it, it says, okay, to what degree, and continues to change it. And those are those baby steps. Okay, she got that. Now let's go to the next level. And it continues to evolve until you get the, the complete message, in which case it completely dissolves. Because mm. they can go on for okay. years. Yeah. They can go on for years. That's interesting. Isn't I, um, <laughs> I also wanted to um, ask again about um, improving your dream memory, like when you're having these teaching dreams or other dreams as well, what can you do to improve memorizing the dreams? I know it personally, it just randomly, some dreams I can remember spot on, and then other ones that I would like to remember, I can't. So what can we do to help to improve our memory of dreams? Okay. Um, one very good suggestion would be when you first realize you're waking up, do your best and simply state, I'd like to go back into that dream. Mm-hmm. In most cases, it should work. I have very successfully over the years managed to go back into a dream and start it over from the beginning as if I was playing a, a tape on a VCR. Mm-hmm. That was trippy. Um, I don't expect, you know, a lot of people, you have to move into this pretty heavily to get to that, part, that point, but to aspire to it is beautiful. But as you're waking up, and you get to that, what was that? Try to stay there. Don't allow your mind to start working and think about getting ready for work or the busyness of the day. Try to drop back down and try to think about it in your mind. Okay, I saw this. I remember that. Oh, that was scary. Okay. Because then the conscious mind latches onto the symbols and the sequences that you witness, mm. and you're more capable of the recall when you're fully conscious. Because here's the thing, the ego is at rest when the body is sleeping because the body houses the ego. The ego certainly doesn't want you to get the answer, right? It wants to keep you hostage and keep you fearful because if you let the ego go, it's, it's going to basically die. That's its fear. So as we're awakening, so too is the ego. But we want to use the ego only to the point we'll be allowed to memorize certain details that we want to bring back to write down immediately. After that, it's going to start throwing ideas at you like, oh, you're going to be late for work, you better get up. You know what I mean? Little things, very subtle, very subtle. But stay, and I call it floating. I love to float. The minute I realize I'm starting to wake up, I, I go back there as soon as I can. I set intentions for the day. I know I have, I'm very 
uh, in close proximity to the subconscious mind, so I drop my intentions in. Things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Releasing issues with money or relationships or work and whatever have you. You can simply stay there and say, I release all karma with regard to my work situation or all fear with regard to um, my financial landscape, all is well, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Is that helpful? Yes, it is, because, you know, sometimes you're, I know personally I'm having dreams, and I would like to remember it, but like you said, you just immediately, oh, I have to get up and do this, I have to go. So just calm yourself back down and try to get back into that state, quote-unquote, of floating, and then try Mm -hmm. to remember the details and stuff before you fully awaken, and then write it down after you awake. Right. And we've all heard the steps, you know, before you go to sleep, like I said, Program your mind to have a dream. You're going to remember it. But immediately upon awakening, no matter what you remember, it can it might be three words that you can write down. Do it anyway mm-hmm. because that energetically ties you to it. And then when the mind, the, the mind and the subconscious mind are now working in tandem, knowing that your intention is to have a dream, remember it, write it down. And so that's very strong. So you mm-hmm. keep that journal beside the bed with the pen. You... Um, the most important thing is to be consistent. This isn't something you do for a few weeks and then don't touch it for seven months and hope to have some kind of um, strength to that skill. This is something you want to have on your mind all the time. Prepare your mind for rest. I'm going to have a dream, and then whatever you remember, write it down because then it will get stronger. And the next Mm -hmm. thing you know, you're writing down a dream and three pages longer, you're still not done. Wow. I know uh, what you were talking about earlier about being able to go and finish a dream. I know, I remember doing that as a young child. I was having a dream that was so good, and I woke up, and I was like, oh, this thing was so good, I'm going back to sleep. And I went back to sleep and got back into that dream. And I don't know how many hours I slept, but I know that that dream was so good that I was like, I want to get back there. And I did. I went back and just jump right back into the dream, and it was just amazing. And I don't know that I've done that so successfully since then, but I know that it's possible. And um, like you said, if you do it constantly, I guess that's something, a skill that you develop. But I remember vividly, I don't, and at this point I don't remember what the dream was, but I remember that I did it, that it was just such a good dream that I was like, yes. I am going back there, I'm not yes. waking up. And that's exactly and what happened. And it's great when to get interested in that as a child because it becomes normal, mm-hmm. you know. I started at four and a half years old. I remember the day my dreams went from black and white to color. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I was so fascinated by it that it was on my mind every day. I want a dream. I want to have a dream. Can't wait to go to sleep. This is something I focused on pretty much almost mm-hmm. every day of my life since then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is my playground, you know. And yeah, the yeah. one thing about it is you never get bored. There's always something to learn. Mm. You know, that's why I don't like the word expert. If there's mm-hmm. more to learn about a particular subject, be careful about making that claim. I don't like to say I'm an expert. I just say I'm a professional at it, mm-hmm. you know? And and I like the term that you use too, analyst. Mm-hmm. So 
Okay, we take a moment and let's um, let our guests know that we are here with Charlotte Spicer, and we're talking about dream interpretations. And uh, what are your dreams really trying to tell you? If you have a dream that you'd like to sh- share with Charlotte and have her analyze, uh, please press 1 so that we can bring you into the conversation. And if you're in our chat room, welcome as well. And please let us know so that we can convey the dream to Charlotte, and she will um, give you an answer. Um, so Charlotte, what is uh-huh. an, if you're in a chat room, if when she does give an answer, please be prepared to be interactive with the response. Thing. Yes, definitely. That would be great. Yeah. So this is um, interactive session. Just let us know when you're ready to come in, and we will bring you into the conversation. Charlotte, what else is there that we need to know about the teaching dreams? Um, I find that um, very. Um, very interesting and and really very appropriate right now because there are a number of things that um that have been on my mind lately and um, I mm-hmm. think teaching dreams would really help me to um, come to some conclusions or better okay. understanding. So I'm glad we are focusing on this tonight. Okay, the main not the main I want to say a major component of the teaching dream is this one idea. You must remember that in a teaching dream. Everything represents you. Your life is all about you. We have people in it who are very important to us. But as far as your experience on earth as a spirit having a human experience, your dreams and the teaching dreams are all about you. Now, we've all had um, hopefully at least one experience where we wake up with, oh, my God, I have to warn this person, and you call them up. And it's pretty interesting, you know, how close you come to whatever is happening, but with these dreams, everything represents an aspect of self. You know, unless, like what happened to me a few weeks ago, someone very close to me died 20 years ago, I'm in the middle of a dream, he comes walking by, I'm like, what are you doing in my dream? You know, so that's, you can kind of feel the difference when it shifts in awareness, but the house represents different areas, like the kitchen is nurturing. The living room is the daily dynamic of the home. The bedroom represents rest, sexual activity, intimacy. Um, Bathrooms are cleansing. You know, what are we releasing? You know, that type of thing. But also, there's people in our dreams. So I'll go through a few of the people just to give you an idea. So let's start with men. Men, in a dream, suppose you have a dream and there's someone, there's a man, and you can feel how significant he is, and yet you don't recognize him. So two aspects to that. The male principle represents the intellectual side of self, the mind, the thinking side, the assertive side, the side that energy, and the side that is much more um, masculine in its approach to a problem. The fact that you don't recognize this man basically tells you you don't recognize this aspect in yourself. That could point to you operate more on an emotional level. And we all kind of know what we are, whether we're more intellectual or emotional or a good balance of both, which is certainly ideal. But if you see a woman in the dream, say you do recognize her, say she's older, say it's your grandmother, or just an older woman that you um, recognize someone from your life that perhaps you looked up to. 
now that woman represents your your older, wiser self. And it's a part of you that you recognize. So a dream having these two symbols in it could be telling you you don't recognize how strong you are and you're relying on your inner wisdom to get you through the problem. But you can have a dream encouraging you to assert yourself. For instance, go into the office and explain why you are worthy of a raise or a promotion. These are some of the components. We could have a dream about a child that represents the younger self, the self that is continuing to mature. Some of us get stunted emotionally, you know, spiritually, as because of a trauma experience in the past. We could experience a mob of people or a group. These are the un the disharmonious aspects of self. A lot of us have little arguments going on in our head, and we're the only ones who know about it, you know? And a mob of people with um, discord and chaos would represent the chaos of our reaction to the situation. Or there could be a specific number, which brings numerology into the equation. You could be in a garden, and you see three red roses. The number three represents one thing, the red represents another, the roses is another, the state, the condition of the backyard, all of these things combine to paint the perfect picture for you. Like you could be hoping for a romantic love. Suppose you need to open your heart more, which is the number three. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, Perhaps it does. you're feeling a sense mm-hmm. of survival, like, no, I shouldn't get divorced because how will I survive? That kind of thing. Well, I think what's interesting is... represent us. Mm. Yeah, that's what's interesting because you don't really look at it like that. But everything in the dream is pertaining to us, and and I know I don't necessarily look at it like that when I'm having a dream. It's it's all exterior more or less, and I'm just, you know, there. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm I'm a person looking at it instead of it being Mm -hmm. pertaining to me. I'm mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, an observer of the dream instead of being an, an inside of it, an actor, a participant in it. And is, does that make a difference as, as to whether yes. you are an active participant or you are an observer? Absolutely. Here's what's happening. When you go to sleep, like I said, the ego is at rest, and you actually leave your body in spirit form. And what you do is you basically go to the astral plane. And I can have all the listeners visualize a very large screen like a movie projector. And picture now you standing in front of it, kind of in the background. You have your spirit guides, although they don't always make themselves known. You can usually feel them when, say, you're walking um, in a dream and there's someone beside you, but you have no impulse whatsoever to turn and look to see who it is because they feel so familiar. That's a spirit guide. So you're basically watching a movie. When it's more emotionally charged, like being chased, like frantically trying to find a child or something like that, it feels like you're inside the movie and you're participating. Mm -hmm. The observation mode that you um, expressed is where you're kind of taking a step back and basically just watching what takes place with detached awareness, which is a good place to be. The more active the dream is and the more exhausted, you know, exhausting it is, your emotions are all over the place. 
But when we get to a place of detached awareness, we can simply watch it in a calm, safe, mental space and still get the meaning, you know. And we could we could even ask questions of ourselves as we're watching, like, what could that possibly You could see an authority figure. Perhaps you see the police, a boss, a parent. Um, these things can be symbolic of holding yourself accountable for something, feeling like, you're being tested in a relationship and you're not going to pass. You know, things of that nature can be a family member who you either adore or admire or look up to, or it could be someone whose behavior you don't care for and there's something you're doing where you're admonishing yourself for behaving not so much in a similar way, but in a way that you know is not true to your own self-expression. Mm-hmm. You know, for instance, we could say, there are some dreams where we get past life information where you see somebody in costume and that gives you the time reference as well. And the funny thing about it is hats. Hats in dreams, like if you see people who are wearing hats, hats represent the roles we play. For instance, you see a fireman. What do they wear? They wear a very specific hat. That tells you their role. Nurses of old wore those little caps. That's Mm -hmm. a universal symbol for a nurturer or a healer. You could see a cowboy. Cowboys wear cowboy hats. So you could be, you know, somebody who um, has like a more of a rogue style, you know, that kind of thing, a a rogue style of approaching situations. But whatever it is, feminine being the emotional nurturing side of self, the negative expression could be, Am I being a little catty? Am I gossiping a little too much? Am I being possessive? So that's the negative expression of the female principle. But you kind of see the male is the intellectual side, the female is the nurturing, receptive side. And then older is wiser, younger is something that's in development. That's why many of us dream about babies, whether we're at childbearing age or have any, or you you have the strange dream about a baby, and really wear symbology around it, but it really is just about an idea or a project mm. that we want to nurture, and it's telling you, I also want to be nurtured and grow into what I'm supposed to be. So it depends on the individual experience, but those are the basic dynamics, and especially with the vehicles. I love the vehicles because they give us such clues into how we're doing and what we're doing, how it's manifesting. For instance, in a car, it represents, like I said, the physical body. I've had people in waking life, because I've I've done this to such a degree, where people can tell me what's wrong with their car and I tell them what's wrong with their body. It actually goes in the opposite direction, where they tell me what's happening in their lives. And I can can probably pick out a, a few choice symbols that might be a theme in your dreams. But... You know, the car is the driving force behind the behavior. Um, Many times um, we could be driving in the wrong direction. There could be an obstacle in front of us. What is it that we need to get around or get over in order to continue on our path? Um, We could take a wrong turn. That could represent a choice that we're making, Mm. you know. Mm -hmm. And then there are other vehicles. The water, if we dream of water, the water represents the emotional element. So we covered the physical body with, the, with a car or a truck. The emotional side of us 
can be represented by water and especially any form of boat. So that will tell you how you're doing emotionally. We also have airplanes, trains, and buses, which are all spiritual vehicles with the airplane representing spiritual growth. You're up in the air. You're in the air element. A train is on a track. You have a, you have a journey to take that you agreed to before you came here, and the tracks are one way, but we see these interesting dreams where the scenery might be frightening or we left our bags back on the platform. And mm. those bags could represent the baggage that we're carrying around in Dreaming Cell, and you leave it on the platform. You don't need your baggage. You're fine with who and what you are. You are perfect. You are whole. That kind of thing. But we see something is valuable inside the bag that we think we need to be our true self. That kind of thing. Buses, that's the potential for self-awareness, self-expression. The bigger the vehicle, the bigger the potential that you need to grow into. Mm, okay. Size is proportional to the main huh. concept. It's just about how well you're actualizing that potential. Okay. Uh, that's where it makes these dreams fun. You've got the vehicle, you've got the houses, if that's in, in play here, you've got the people, actions, the emotions, colors, numbers, animals. I have a lot of fun with this stuff. <laughs> I have a question on a dream that I had. Okay, sure. So- I'm in, in the dream, I'm sitting by the pool talking to my neighbor. His name is Rob. And we're just sitting there talking, and I don't remember what the conversation is, but my son, who is deceased, pops out, out of the water. And we're both really surprised to see him because he's deceased. And then it's a very young him. He's playing with a water bucket. He's got a shovel, you know, like uh, toys. Like and, on the beach? Yeah. No, we're not even on the beach. We were no, no, no. The, the kind that you would have, like the bucket with the shovel. The pool, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotcha. And, um, yeah, and so then he pops up out of the water, and, you know, we say, hi, how are you doing? And, like, it's normal, you know, and yes. then he goes back down in the water. But all the meantime, he's playing in the water very energetically, very happily. And that's a dream. <laughs> did he invite you in? The, did he invite you? He didn't invite. Or did you have an impulse to get in the pool with him and play happily? No, but my something intuitive, intuitively told me that I would be traveling and that there would be beaches. But I don't know how I knew that. I don't know if that's what the dream meant. <laughs> right. That's what I was asking. There's little things we take to the beach: the bucket and the shovel. Um, those are fun things. I just want to ask, was, uh, what color were the bucket and the shovel, if you remember? Was it blue and yellow? And I, blue I, and yellow in an aspect here? I, you know, it could be. I know the bucket was yellow, and I, I don't know if the shovel was blue or red, now that you asked the question. That's e- either one is fine, because and I'm, cause my mind is going straight for the bucket and the shovel. Mm-hmm. And of course, your son is younger, and that's, that's certainly going to get your attention. And the yellow would represent the third chakra, which is personal power, which is something we certainly struggle with when we lose somebody we love, especially Mm. a child. Okay? So the significance, I was going for blue because I feel like your son is trying to tell you it's okay. It's okay to play and be happy because emotionally, I'm happy now. He's at peace. He's in the pool. He's in the water element. You know, exuberant and... You're talking to your neighbor, Rob, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking to someone who represents the intellectual mind. 
you're not sure what you're talking about, but if you go back to how you feel, you're basically having a nice conversation, which represents harmony between the emotions and the intellect. So you're doing very well in your healing process with regard to the loss of your son. So here comes the son. Pops out of the water. He's all playful. He's got his yellow bucket, and he's got his red shovel. Red is survival. Okay, great. Okay, so you see how the red talks to the yellow? Yeah. Um, how will I ever survive this event? We feel uh, like we won't. Uh, how will I ever survive this event? Um, how do I get my personal power back so I can feel like myself again and not this broken version of me who I just want my son back, you know? Mm-hmm. And those things tie in. But your son's demonstrating how he wants you to feel. Okay, great. Comfortable emotionally in the experience and trust that all is well. And yes, and then you get a sense that you have some, and and that could be dual-sided. It's not always just one thing. There are multiple layers. Mm -hmm. He's showing you a representation of the beach. And did you go to the beach in Australia? Yeah, I did. (laughs) How about that? And and he's representing himself as his younger self because when, when people we love who are deceased come into a dream, very rarely do they represent an aspect of you. That's a visit. So you're having your dream, but like I said, my deceased boyfriend shows up in my dream. And, but I was like, what are you doing here? And, and he was telling me I, I needed to start working out more. Um, so apparently maybe you know, I have something uh, career-related coming up where I'm going to want to be in my best shape. That's what it felt like. And then I said, well, wait, I want to talk to you. And he goes, uh, no. And I said, no, I want to have a conversation with you. And he ran away and disappeared. Wow. Does it every time. But your son, representing himself as younger, saying, it could it could be saying, you're going to have a really good time, you're going to have fun, you get to play. Do you see how it all ties in? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. That's good stuff. And the pool, as in contrast to other bodies of water, a pool is self-contained, and there's a safety ladder to get out when you don't feel comfortable. Mm. The ocean, bigger, and it's... Right. It can be frightening, and the waves, it could be too strong, and you're afraid it's going to pull you under, and this situation is going to right. cause, cause you to die or not be able to breathe anymore and, and cause your, you know, annihilation. But the pool, that's safety. It has control, that. It's usually a lifeguard. It's control, exactly. But it's like he's telling you, break free, go have fun. You deserve it. Mm. That's a great dream. Yeah, thank yeah, you. that's awesome. And let's all say hi to your son. We you know you're here. Hi, he's, he's here. You know you're talking yes. to me. We're doing this 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 topic tonight because we want you to get your dreams out there. So please feel free to speak up. It's eight fifty one, and is this an hour show tonight, Sky? Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, and if they don't, if they don't, if they feel a little shy about discussing, you know, their private uh, dreams. If or if you're tuning in at a later time and you're tuning into the archive, please know that at my website you can go there and you can book a private conversation. There's nothing you can tell me that will shock me about anything you've ever seen in the dream. I've had some doozies myself. <laughs> there are various packages that you can purchase to speak with me about your dreams. And if you would like to get a unique gift for a loved one who is interested in this topic, I also have gifts which have gifts available. So if we don't get someone to interact with, that's okay. You can go to the website, which is 
spiritualinsightsradio.weebly.com and on the products and services page. Feel free to peruse. If you have a question, don't hesitate to contact me. It's all right there. But this is this is how involved Hello? Rice, are you there? Yes, it sounds as though we've momentarily lost Charlotte. Okay. Um, You're listening to Sisters in Spirit, and it seems like we lost our uh, guest for a second. But for those of you who may be just joining, if you have a dream or a question that you'd like to ask her, once she comes back in, um, we will put you in contact with her so that you can uh, ask your question. And if we happen to, um, okay, let's see here. Hi, are you back with us? Yes, I seem to have stepped on the banana field. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, we were just letting everybody know that if they had a question they wanted to ask, they can do so now. Just press 1, <laughs> and um, we'll bring you into the conversation. Now, I have a question while we're waiting for someone to speak up, Charlotte. What happens, uh, is there any significance if you're not having dreams too often? And um, it's two-part. Okay, n- not having dreams, and then when you do, it's, it's not necessarily a picture or a movie that's playing out. It's more of um, a state of an emotion. Um, and, and, for example, a couple of weeks ago, well, not really a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week or something like that, uh, there was a situation where I, re- I was dreaming, but it was not like a movie type of dream. It was more um, like real static and really kind of antagonizing. And it was more of an, like an emotional or emotion displaying in pictures, but you got more of an emotion. I got more of an emotion out of it, and it was really, really antagonizing. And I can't. It, it was some visuals, but I can't remember what the visuals were. But what I really remember is the emotional aspect of it. So does okay. that is that kind of like a teaching or more of an some other type of dream? And that feels like an what happens when you okay. have a dream? Huh? Okay. That's- I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I thought you were finished. Um, Mm -hmm. That feels like an experience to me wherein your subconscious mind provides images to keep you focused and then takes you through your emotions to work through those emotions to be released. Otherwise, you would have seen a sequence of funny events that didn't seem to make sense, but it feels like you're processing your emotions. Oh, so that's just processing emotions while you're asleep. Oh, okay. Which needs to be done. Emotional energy, sexual energy, mental energy, these are the, the processes that try to get us back into balance before we wake up again. Mm, okay, and, and if you're not having dreams? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Everybody dreams. It's just that some just don't remember. And that could be a, a choice that in this lifetime it wouldn't be a focal point and, or it could be something you need to work on sometimes um, you know, people who remember their dreams all the time really get a lot out of them. But if someone only remembers the occasional dream and they think, well, it didn't mean anything anyway, then they're pulling away from that. That's not something they depend on for self-awareness. Mm. You know? Because I like, thought I, it was so odd that, that I wasn't having any dreams. We're having them, but if you're working through some pretty tough emotions, you might be on such a level where even higher than normal 
and that even more difficult to bring stuff back with you. Mm. You're at such a, picture, the, picture the atmosphere, the density of Earth and the thinness of the air as you go higher in elevation. And then you have the stratosphere. You know, picture going up into the stratosphere to work on a dream and how difficult it would be to bring something so thin and gauzy down to the dense Earth and still have it remain intact when you get here. It's going to kind of break up. And then it's difficult to remember. But our souls know what know know what to do, and it's working on those things at those levels. At some point, you may start to have dreams again, and you'll have a, an equilibrium. Okay. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Okay, okay, as we start to wind down, um, Charlotte, give us your contact information again, and thank you so much for this very informative discussion. But let the, our listeners know how they can contact you. Okay. Um, my radio show is blogtalkradio.com slash Charlotte Spicer. There you can connect with me on social media. You can also go to the website, spiritualinsightsradio.weebly.com. I would love to hear your feedback, your questions. You can email me at spiritualinsightsradio at gmail.com. Again, the offer is there. If you'd like to get someone a gift certificate for a really fun and enlightening process, those are available and make really great gifts for the holiday season. And and that's pretty much it. I'm pretty easy to get a hold of on Facebook, Spiritual Insights page. See me there. Send your questions. Thank you for being with us this evening. Raisa, did you have anything you'd like to share as we start to wind down this evening? Yes, I'd like to invite all of our guests, our listening audience, to always pursue higher dreams. Thank you. And that's going to lead us into um, ending with our quotes. Charlotte, did you have a quote you'd like to share? I, yes. I, I have the one that I lost track of the last time. And this is from Animal Speak by Ted Andrews. Excellent, excellent book on animals. So if you dream about animals, get this book, Animal Speak by Ted Andrews. You can also get You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. But this quote is from Animal Speak. And it says, dreams contain some of the subtlest perceptions of the mind of which we may not be conscious. They are translated to us through dreams to make us more conscious. These can be fears or foreshadowing, but almost always they are the things to which we do not pay attention. And so that's the whole purpose of dreaming is to make you aware of these things so that you can experience growth. Wow, that's awesome. That's a great quote, did you want to share some another? No, I did not, Scott. Okay. And um, I will leave you with dreams are illustrations from the book your soul is writing about you. And that's from Marsha Norman. And I'd just like to thank our listeners for tuning in this evening. You've been listening to Sisters in Spirit with our special guest, Charlotte Spicer. Uh, be sure to tune into our Fluid Magazine, our blog at www.fluidmagazine.com and um, our website at www.sisters-in-net. Thank you again for joining us, and have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. And God bless everyone. Good night. Spirit of the year. Let's not forget to mention that, but you can listen to more of us in our archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash sis dash in dash spirit thank you good night good night
Thank you, Charlotte.